I was the third brother of five, doing whatever I had to do to survive. I'm not saying what I did was all right. Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day -day fight. Being down so long, getting up didn't cross my mind. But I knew there was a better way of life, and I was just trying to find. You don't know what you do till you put under pressure. Across 110th Street is a hell of a tester. Across 110th Street, pimps trying to catch a woman that's weak. Across 110th Street, pushers won't let the junkie go free. Woman trying to catch a trick on the street. certainly found a new audience when that song was included in Tarantino's Jackie Brown movie. Of course, Bobby Womack, been around since the early 60s with the Valentinos. He was here a few weeks ago in London, and I was fortunate enough to go and see him at the Forum. What an amazing night that was, and I was really lucky to get him the following day. He was buzzing from the gig, and he had his guitar. He came down to the basement in Brownswood in North London, and played some songs and we chatted too. Here's a track he recorded in the basement, Point of No Return. Baby, if the cake ain't missing, how that icing get all over you, you, you. You're the biggest chocolate covered Lie I ever seen Oh, was it good Good, good 
is sweet tooth, honey. My mind says leave, my heart says stay, but my pride is always standing in my way. Just in case she doesn't change, made up my mind to leave here right away. I'm at my point of no return. What does it take for you to learn? Every man's got his point And I'm at my point of no return She cut this man Ain't no sunshine when she's gone Ain't no darkness in your way Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's gone too long I don't know the words anyway I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know Girl, I'm gonna leave this woman alone Ain't no sunshine when she's gone This is one of my favorite songs. Lovely John says, Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me all of the things I love to hear. Talk to me. Baby, you will see. Darling, I, I love you so. The way you speak a little, every time, oh, it sounds so good, every time, oh. The little part I love you, darling. I'm so glad you mind. Oh, 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 talk to me. I love that song. Yeah, it still has a thing about it. It's an absolute um, privilege and honor. I can't believe, actually, I'm sitting opposite uh, Mr. Bobby Womack. Welcome along to the show, sir. I can't believe it either that I'm here and we're talking. When I say I know more dead people than I do people living, I'm not bragging. It's a fact. <laughs> All of my friends are gone. And when they used to call me uh, Bobby, now people walk up and say, Mr. Womack, oh, my God. You know, I, I was in the airport the other day and uh usually i was saying well i must be getting older all these women were running 
and I thought they was running after me, so I, they ran right on past me, ran the Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, damn, and he was saying, do you know who that was? That, that was Bobby Womack. And so they said, oh, my grandmother would love him. I said, grandmother? Damn. <laughs> When I first started playing the guitar, I played the guitar every day, 24 hours a day. I mean, the only guy I knew to play that much was Jimi Hendrix. He played all the time, but he was never accepted by his own race. You know, they looked at him as a freak, you know, because he, he dressed different. He, he, was, he was just different. Wasn't nobody like him, you know. I eventually started to traveling with gospel groups like the Blind Boys, and I was 12 years old, and I was playing guitar. I could play, you know. Sam Cooke, was, we were introduced, and he was saying, man, I'm in trouble. I got to open up the, at the Apollo Theater. My guitar player left, and I told him, I said, I could play. I knew all your songs. So when he saw me turn it upside down, he said, no, that's okay. Thank you anyway. And I said, no, just he listen. And so when I started playing it, from that point, I started recording with Reetha, some everybody, you know. So then I started writing songs for myself. So first of all, you were a guitarist before you were a I was, I, I was a guitarist. I loved guitar. I sung, but I never thought I was a good singer. I just say, guitar is my thing. I can make the guitar talk. And nobody plays like me because I'm playing upside down, you know. It's funny how songs come to you. It can come to you from somebody talking about their problems. And I don't know why this guy used to pick me at the airport. Every time he was a sky cap, he was always telling me about how his wife was mistreating him, you know. And uh, I'm always looking at the clock, saying, I'm going to miss this flight. Listen to this man. Get them bags in there. Let's go. <laughs> and... Uh, he saw me, he used to tell all the other sky guys, I got him, I got him, I got him, I take him. He came over, man, you don't believe what she did. Then I said, just leave her. Boy, that man said, what? And I know and from his voice, he was very serious. I said, I didn't mean it like that, man, but I said, I've been divorced twice. I'm the wrong person to ask, <laughs> you know. And... Uh, I asked him, I said, well, why don't you, why, why are you always complaining? And he said, that's the way I feel about her. And when he said, I said, what? He said, that's the way I feel about her. So I got on the plane and started writing that song. So. You're pushing my love a little bit too far. I don't think you know how blessed you are. And your friend, Annie Mae, 
tell you all she see. Baby, I ever thought you was trying to steal a little piece of me. And that's how that song came about. <laughs> you know, life is funny when you look at it. Everybody wants love. But everybody's afraid of love. You know, I'm a true believer that if you get anything out of life, you got to put up with the toils and strife. Now listen. You're pushing my love a little bit too far. I don't think you know, I don't think you know how blessed you are. And your friend Annie Mae tell you all she sees. Have you ever thought she was trying to get close to me? Get over, girl. Get over. Look, that's the way I feel about you. That's and if that's been weak, but you don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind. That's the that's way, the way I, feel I feel about you. Ooh, that's the way. So has many others too But that's a sacrifice that life put you through Put you through, put you through Trust in me, my dear Have no fear You don't know, but God might have sent me here Thank you, Lord
is a sign of weakness. Check into the situation, girl. Dig a little bit deeper. That's the way I feel about you, dear. Oh, that's the way. That's the way I feel about you. Worldwide, baby. I want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something or someone to love. When it's cold outside, who are you holding?
some acoustic magic from Bobby Womack in the basement. I used to love her and his great story about how I feel about you and music from probably his most celebrated album, I'd say, called The Poet. And uh, there's a really good YouTube um, version of that song you just heard there, If You Think You're Lonely Now, which is really worth watching with Richard Pryor in the audience. And one of the things I loved about Bobby Womack was his particular intros to his songs. Great spoken word intros. So I asked him about one of my favorites. How could you break my heart? Oh, oh yeah. That that's funny because those were the days that I was getting wired. I mean, really wired. And so to come home, I would always call my wife to see if she gonna be mad at me. <laughs> so I say, hey, "Hey, baby, this is me." And she said, "You know what time it is?" And then she'd hang up. I said, "Damn." You know, and then the song started off. But I had her to put it. I said, she said, you crazy. I said, please tape this. I want to tape this, and I want to catch you in your true form, let you see how you sound. Maybe you'll treat me better. So that's a pure, you taped that. That's a proper phone call. That wasn't a fake one. No, that was real. That was real. She said, who is this, Bobby? Do you know what time it is? I got to go to work in the morning. And hung up. <laughs> And all thing I say was, damn, she did it again. You have to, you have to play it, cause I swear to God, I know I can't repeat her voice. Answer that phone. She gotta be there. All the, all the clubs are closed. <laughs> Who is this? Hey, 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 baby, this is me. Don't you know what time it is? Well, I want to. I have to get up in the morning and go to work. Call me back tomorrow night. Damn, it's cold.
I tell you what, songs like that, tracks like that, that's my kind of tracks. I like to cut. And you gotta have musicians that can that can pull it off. What's your what's your you know, official for your mind, your the best song you've written? That the one that you, you know, you go and say this is this is Bobby Womack. Uh the song that I don't think you ever got credit was uh Dun, 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 dun. That was a big record, you know. And uh, George Benson cut it. And before George Benson, 20 years before, uh, a guy named Gabor Zabo. Wow, yeah, that's right. You know, and, uh, you know, when you think of songs. Reason. Yeah, yeah, reason. Of course. When you think of songs like that, and I said, man, Sam told me, say, you know, you got so many ideas. He said, when you around people, you can't play those songs because he said, they'll, they'll take the idea and walk out and Sorry, use it. Did you write Breezy? Huh? Did yeah, you? I wrote Breezy. I did. But I, I got paid for that. Wow. I so got which, paid for what, that. What album is it on from you? I, which, nev- which? I wrote the lyrics, but I never got a chance to put the lyrics down because Gabor didn't sing. And he said, I don't need no lyrics, just I like the melody. And he was Pisces and I'm Pisces. And so I, I, I really uh, wanted to see him with a record. And uh, being in this business, I think that was that's the greatest part, is listening and seeing what people are talking about, mm. what their problems are, mm. and then you write about it. Mm. You know? Yeah. The only thing that I do now, I don't let people know I'm writing. I say, look, I'm out to step out a minute. I'll be right back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know they're going to come out to me, especially if the song is a hit. They say, he said he was sitting around we were all sitting around drinking, you know, and so I feel like I should have get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. 
all of those songs, you know, when you do them, I still can go back to the day that the song came about. It's either somebody that was real close to me and uh, they talked about this situation, you know, and uh, someone came out of it. You know, uh, you know, Mick uh, Simply Red had This is the original song. If you don't want my love, if you don't need my love, baby, give it back. Baby, give it back.
we were supposed to have been uh, performing. So what are you saying? Are you saying that you wrote that? Yeah, I mean... Um, was that your song? Holding on the ears? Holding on the... Well, I didn't go after the song because what happened, they had booked me in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, England. Mm. And they had said Bobby Womack with his 16-piece orchestra. It wasn't nobody but me. They told me I was coming to do a promotional tour. So the place was jam-packed, and he was sitting in the audience. So they were saying, he was saying, sing something. I didn't have a guitar. So, and then he, he started, he came up on stage and said, man, I know all of your stuff. And he's, and he started singing. I was saying, I'll keep holding. And the audience would start singing it with him. And that song, years later, it came out. And I said, that's the same song that we were doing on stage. <laughs> uh, that song, Rod Stewart had, Oh, you think I'm sexy. Da, 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 da. da, da, da. That is my song. Well, I've got this one. I don't know if you've heard this one. Is it, are we are we tuned in here? Yeah, I've got this. Someone gave me this track the other day, and uh, I didn't. He reckons it's the original of. Hang on. <laughs> it's a cumbia version from Colombia. Yeah. Now I never heard that. That's crazy. That's crazy. But you know what? I never would go after a person because I said that was just that land. They took that. That's my land. I I cut that on my uh, sister-in-law Mary Wells, who was married to my brother at the time. And uh, the song never went nowhere, and they took that idea and came up. Do you think I'm sexy? You know.
When did you work out in yourself as an artist the business side of the music? You know, because a lot of it takes a while, right, to work out. Okay, I write, I get paid, mm. I don't need to perform as much. You know, when did you kind of? Did you get it? When did I, I, I got it? Once it got me. <laughs> you know, I got it once I wrote. Uh, it's all over now. I never got paid for it. You know, and it sounds so lot. I mean, it wasn't the Stones' fault. You know, it was just the way I I was negotiated. The deals was negotiated. Well, baby used to stay out all night long. She made me cry. She done me wrong. She hurt my eyes open. That's no talk about something like that Sam Cooke was my hero and he still is so 
I feel you got to learn some way, you know. And he used to always say, if you ever make it in this business, man, make sure you buy you a good ring and a nice watch. And I said, why? He said, because you might have to pawn your way out out of the city to get to the next gig. <laughs> and I said, oh, man, really? And he said, yeah, you notice all uh, soul singers got rings and watches on. He said, that's, that's their backup, you know. So you learn all of that stuff. You learn all of that stuff as you go along. Mm. But I never, I had more creativity than I had business. You know, it's like it was hard for me not to show somebody else a song and say, man, listen to this song. I'm just working on this. And give them the song. And they say, you don't have that copyrighted? I say, copyrighted? Yeah, I mean, I play it again. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. You know, that's why I say you have to love your business with a passion. Because if you don't, either come out to be a dope head, drug addict, or walk away from the business entirely so I don't want to make no music no more. All the leaves are brown And the sky is gray I went for a walk On a winter's day I'd be saving Such a winner's day Went to a church yesterday I stopped along the way Well, I got down on my bend knees And I began to pray You know, the preacher digs a call Cause he knows I'm gonna stay He knows I'm gonna stay 
ever seen so Turning your love away Even though I know that you belong to another man I'm gonna say these words. Girl, you're welcome. Stop on by. You know I'll be here, baby. To dry your eyes, to dry your eyes. But I'm getting tired. stopped writing uh, and stopped being the one to be in the business. For 20 years, I stayed away from it. Why was that? And uh, for one thing, I had to clean up my own act, mm -hmm. doing drugs and, and that kind of thing, and was surprised that all of the people I know, from Marvin to Wilson Pickett to Johnny Taylor to Jimi Hendrix to Janis Joplin, and I can go on and say, all of these guys died of drug overdoses. And I say, so for myself, that I felt I had escaped, escaped. 
I said, man, I make a commitment to them. I'll never do no more drugs because I thought it took away a lot of my friends. And how it took away, creative people are very curious about everything. They got to pick it apart and find out what makes it tick, what makes them want to, you know. And before you know it, they discover they hook. Was it difficult? You couldn't get off, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I uh, felt that that was one thing that I could do out of respect to a lot of artists. You know, I, I, I watched James Brown never, never touch drugs. Never talked about it. That was the worst thing you could ever do. And at 60, 75, he was doing drugs. And I said, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Boredom? Well, you know, one of the biggest things that a lot of black artists face is that they never get credit for what they do. It's because you could cut a record and a white artist could take that same record and it was a crossover record and they never hear the original version, you know. So when people get tired of seeing that happen and they feel that I'm known as a soul singer, soul singer is that you had to be black. Then it became to be everybody got soul. It's got to know what makes you tick and what's coming from here. People will find it, you know. If you can't express it, I mean, if they can't express it, you express it for them, you know. This is a cold business. Here's Reba in her late 70s, around there somewhere. And I say, and um, you could say Barbara Streisand is getting ready to perform, and her tickets are $1,500 a ticket. I said, still, Reba, still, uh, her tickets are maybe a hundred. And I say, what is that about? You know. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day
to come from a place where the only thing you could recognize that was good to you if you let it be was music. And I said, man, I remember going to Birmingham, uh, Georgia, and all these places where you see the blacks come in on one side, the whites come in on the other side, the dogs walking up and down the aisles. People was afraid to rejoice when they heard a song they like, you know. And then the whites went out first, like, they made more attention, you know, the cops did, you know. So when you watch all of that stuff, I often ask Sam, I say, you live like you live. How could you go down here and put up with all this? He said, somebody got to do it. He said, it ain't going to change. He said, the fastest way it's going to change is through music. People listen. He said, they would listen to the news if they sang with a melody. <laughs> you know, he said, music, they've been taught that the worse it is, that's the higher the ratings go. He said, if you talk about somebody doing something good, nobody want to hear about it because it wasn't trained that way, you know. So, you know, still out of all of it, I feel blessed to be able to see and uh, say if I could wake Jimi Hendrix up, I would say, Jimi, mm. if I took a picture with you and showed you giving me a guitar that you gave me, I said, they give me $500,000. Would you ever believe that? I bet you'd wake up and come back. <laughs> and sell a few of them. <laughs> no, but really, you know, it's you have to laugh to stay in it. But it's it to me it's very sad to see how slow it's moved. The separation is everywhere. And she slams the door in his drunken face And now he stands outside And all the neighbors start to gossip and drool He cries, oh girl, you must be mad What happened to the sweet love you and me had? Against the door he leans and starts a scene And his tears fall and burn in garden green And so castles made of sand Fall in the sea eventually. A little Indian brave who before he was ten played war games in the woods with his Indian friends. And he built a dream that when he grew up he would be a fearless warrior Indian chief. Many moons passed and more the dream grew stronger till tomorrow he would sing his first war song and fight his first battle. And something went wrong. Surprise Tad killed him in his sleep that night. And so castles made of sand melts into the sea eventually. Cause she was crippled for life And she couldn't speak a sound And she wished and prayed She could stop living So she decided to die She drew a wheelchair to the edge Of the shore and to her legs She smiled, you won't hurt me no more But then a sight she'd never seen Made her jump and say Look, a golden winged ship is passing my way 
So many artists before me, Cab Calloway, you go back to Little Richard, you go back to Sly Stone, you know. And I said, finally, they got a Michael Jackson, and he was huge because they didn't know what he was. So that's hope because it shows you that music is taking over. Like Sam Cook told me one time to say, I want you to come up to my house, you know. I went in and recorded this song called Change is Gonna Come. He said, I want you to hear it. That song came on. And he said, what do you think of this song? And I told him exact words that I'm talking to look at you right now. I said, it feels like death. He said, it feels like death. I said, yeah. I said, it's the kind of song that'll get your attention. I said, this song makes you think, makes you wonder. You know, I said, in a positive manner. So he said, well, I ain't never coming out with it. I started laughing. He said, I said, oh, no, I didn't mean it bad. You asked me what did I think. I said, it's scary, you know. What year was this? 1963 or 1964. Just Vietnam? Yeah. And that song to the day, you know, and I hear it, it put cold chills on me because I say, boy, when you put something on tape, I say, it never can be erased. The vibe. I say, I've seen generations after generations come and listen to that song and go crazy. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, and just like the river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long, a long. But I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will It's been too hard living But I'm afraid to die Cause I don't know what's up there Beyond the sky It's been a long But I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will I go to the movie And I go downtown Somebody keep telling me don't Hang around It's been a long But I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will Then I go to my brother And I say, brother, help me please But he winds up knocking me 
Inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? A yeah, few, a few years ago. So, yeah. was that a big deal for you? Well, it wasn't a big deal because they had told me years ago. They say we're trying to get the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, and that's a big thing. And they say so. I said, but how come you guys wouldn't try to put you know do me? I said, you know, you ain't got no other artists coming out of Cleveland. The OJs are not from Cleveland. They're from Canton, Ohio. And that's where you had to be from Cleveland. So they had me to open up the show, me, Little Richard, and Jerry Lee Lewis. And they had an outdoor thing for it. They even had the building up. Once the building put up, I said, what about y'all say y'all was going to put me in the Rock and Roll of Fame? They said, man, you got to talk to New York. So I felt, if I'm getting ran around in my own town, what do I expect? So, uh... It was Aretha Franklin and Keith Richards 20 years later said, Bobby should have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I think it's, a, he said, we don't want to get nasty with letters, but we will, you know, come down. And so Ray said, guess what? You're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know. And Ronnie Wood came and introduced me. You know, it was a good feeling. It's because my mother was living, which passed away a few months later. But she was there, and uh, all my brothers was there, you know. And I said, I used to always say, eh, I didn't want to be in it anyway because I knew I wasn't in it. Just like a guy said, you couldn't give me a Rolls Royce. I said, ain't nobody going to be that big of a fool to give you one. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I uh, looked at it, and uh, my kids started saying, I'm dad, I, I can see why you put a lot of time into this. I didn't know all these people knew you, you know, because they were, you know, very young. And when I was always out on the road, out of town or working, this is what I was doing, working to make them not work as hard as I did, you know. How many and kids you got? I got, uh, I got my oldest son. Is in jail. He's been. He went in at nineteen, and uh, he had uh, him or a guy was taken off at a light. You know how you try to uh, uh, don't let that red light catch you. And the other guy on the same thing was trying to say, "I ain't let the red light." And they ran into each other, and the guy died. So he went to jail, and he's coming out now in about two months. And that has ran me crazy is because I haven't seen able to see him, you know. <clears throat> How long has he been in for? Uh, he's been in, uh, he went in at 19 and he's 34. You know, so you had that. And then my daughter all of a sudden decided to come out of college and she said, I want to I do what you're doing. I want to sing. And I say, baby, this, this ain't no easy thing. You're, you're female. You're good. They're going to hurt you out there, I'm telling you. You know, you got to really have it. She said, oh, Dad, I'm going to get you a Ferrari. I said, look, I didn't have every car you can name. 
you know what I'm saying? And still, you know, I can't drive but one at a time, you know. So I've been taking on the road, and she's getting the experience because uh, when I sent her out there, she's on her own. way to come back certainly alongside most death with the gorillas on the track stylo that was the renaissance the return of bobby womack and i'm going to continue for the next hour 
playing you excerpts of a chat that I had with Bobby when he was over here in the UK recently. And I really wanted to find out about how he first connected with Damon Albarn and, of course, what led to the making of his great album, which came out this year on XL. He had been looking for me. And he said, I hadn't, I've been listening to you for years. So I was telling him, I said, well, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but I said, I, I, I never heard of Gorilla. I said, you know, when I quit the business, it was a group around called the Monkeys. <laughs> Had you heard of Blur? Huh? Had you heard of Blur? No, no, no. But I think the honesty is what he respected. I said, I never did listen to radio. And I said, how you know I still can sing? I said, what if I'm in a wheelchair and all of this? What and he said, oh, you still got it. You before your time. And it was like, I'm giving you a shot that you long deserve. And I want you to try this if you want to try this and we go in the studio. So the way we went in the studio, me and him and Richard, uh, I had never worked with uh, a person that hold, held his position uh, but owning a record company. And I say, this guy is, a, is better. He's a musician more than working the company. I said, company is, is, is nothing but dealing with dollars and making it move. But what we did in the studio was magical. Different people, I don't want to mention their names, said, man, I never thought you would go electronic. Man, I say, well, you know what? The only thing that didn't plug in the wall was my voice. I said, my voice is better today than it's ever been. And I say, don't worry about the background. Worry about what's happening up front. I'm delivering the message. You know, so you can call it whatever you want to call it. I said, I'm from the old school, but I don't want to stay in the old school. I want to keep growing. I could try to say I'm sorry, but that won't be quiet enough to let you know pain that I feel and it just won't let up oh it feels like the sky is falling and the clouds
man universe that song Isaac Hayes called me and said hey man you know the Memphis horns is one of they work with everybody now they're trying to cut their own album he said you got a song for us and I said yeah I, I write one and so I gave him that song and I, nothing ever happened with it so years passed by that uh, that was just hiding for years. We, we were in the studio. Yeah, we were in the studio, and I started singing "The Bravest Man in the Universe," and I was shocked when Damon said, "That's the title of the album." I said, "You kidding me?" I said, "You know how long this song has been around?" I said, "This song is older than me," you know. <laughs> but uh, just to have that freedom of doing what you feel mm. and how you want to do it, you know. I wasn't always just up and down on the electronic, the sound. I would say, man, I was sticks of the horns. I was do something else with it, you know. But I was willing to try it because I say, that's their direction. Maybe that's what I need is a facelift. You know, as long as I'm singing and as long as I'm a part in the writing, I don't feel I can lose because if it gets past me, it's gotten bad as everybody. Bravest man in the universe is the one who has forgiven first. The bravest man in the universe. I got a story I want to 
Damon, he was like he belonged to Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> you know, he just had nothing in his way but creating. He's a workaholic, and he loves it. So that reminded me of me, and I said, damn, I used to be like that. Where there's a heartbeat, there's a dream inside. Make it come alive. The dawn will come, the sun will rise. Hope returns as fear subsides. Time will heal and seasons change. Love will bring you past the pain. Love is gonna lift you up. Love is gonna lift you up. 
I'm very curious about um, the way you recorded the um, the album on XL and uh, your relationship in the studio with Richard and Damon because a whole different way of songwriting, right? I mean, completely different to anything. It you've was done different for me because they ran the tape all the time. If you sit up talking about well, I remember when I first my first record, there was a song called They Used to Do It because they didn't believe in instruments, the gospel singers. So they make all of these instruments with their voices. And it's, they call it Jubilee. So I don't hear nobody talking about it. So I started singing it with the guitar, what I could remember. And they said, let's cut that. I said, you got to be kidding me. Because I know companies would say, man, get out of here. We're letting him go. He's losing it. You know, <laughs> you know. And it was the same way with uh, D. Brother. I said, I remember songs like that. The church is very quiet, and everybody took a verse in that song. And just talking about it and playing the guitar, and I look at it was on tape. D. song and I said man that sounds like something I could do and he said I figured it's you <laughs> and so we were right and and within a day's time we had three or four songs written mm. I never wrote I took forever to finish the song you know I don't know if it was the drugs or just that I would go different ways different directions on that song and by the time you come out with it you know but everything was so spontaneous, and they allowed me to be me. It's a shame to say that I fought on everything. It's like, who would believe that Marvin Gaye fought to force uh, Motown to release what's going on? He said, man, don't nobody want to hear about no war. And they was fighting it. They was fighting it. They fought him so much that he was losing energy. Get lost along the way. What's up, man? What's up, man? 
can never grow tired of that song from Marvin Gaye what's going on and how interesting to hear Bobby Womack's views on it and that whole period of time music from the new Bobby Womack from the bravest man in the universe with love is going to lift you up and deep river let's get back to Bobby Womack as he talks about his health and his future plans don't be taking yourself Sometimes it is that way. 
the news I was getting, uh, I didn't even know it was that bad until I had an operation for uh, uh, prostate cancer. Then I had an operation for, kept pneumonia, I kept having heart problems, I'm a diabetic, and everything was just going crazy. Then I went into a coma for like 14 days where I was living off a machine. You know, and the guy said, well, we're going to pull the plug because his uh, organs are starting to fail. You know, it was tough. So the only thing I could draw from was uh, my my family. You know, they were saying that, you know, man, you got to get out and, 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 and work, do the album and finish this album, go on tour. I said, yeah, we're a long ways from that. He came on television and told everyone he had seen God. So I stopped channel surfing immediately. He said that he had seen God, and God told him to raise $8 million. God was broke.
some big tunes from Bobby Womack and that one from his latest album, Bravest Man in the Universe, entitled Stupid, that featured the voice of Gil Scott Heron at the front. I had to ask Bobby whether he'd ever met with Gil Scott Heron. I never met him, but I tell you, uh, my daughter went to college with him, and she said, and this is years ago, so she said, this guy, Gil Scott Heron, she said, he's unbelievable. This is for rap ever was heard of. He was he was talking, and he was saying a lot of important things. You know, it's just that uh, he was way past the eye, the icebreakers, and ice broke him. Yeah, you know, it's just so much you can give. You mm-hmm. know, and when you got to prove yourself every step of the way, you know, when you you ask the question, when do they start believing that I ain't going nowhere? I'm still here. Woman, could you imagine 
Did you hear what they said? The music of Gil Scott Heron, who featured posthumously on Bobby's most recent album. Now, when I caught up with Bobby at the beginning of the month, he was over in Europe performing both his new material with Damon and Richard, as well as his back catalogue with a full American band. So I asked him all about that. The drummer, Arnold Ramsey, and uh, Tony Flores has been with me for about 25, 30 years. You could tell. And... uh, the keyboard player has been with me about 15 years. And the guitar player has been with me about a couple of years. I'm not going to go nowhere unless they. I got a band that knew every song I ever recorded. You know, I said, I can look at them a certain way and they know what to do. And I said, it takes a while for somebody to know you like that. Mm. You know, so I figured if I went on stage, they can catch me at my best. You know, and that's why I... I was disappointed to say, here I am auditioning and I ain't got no voice. Mm. But I was, I, I started getting off my case and I say, these people are not jiving me. They really like, they really like what I'm doing. They think I was good. I say, so I, I got to stop being so hard on myself because I knew how far I had come because uh, my ex told me, she say, just a couple of months ago, you couldn't even walk. You couldn't even talk. You know, she said, you know, and now look at you. You walk across the stage, you know. Yeah, I see you sit down sometime, but it's a long way. you come a long way. And she said, and these people know because you've let them in on it, you know. Fellas, I wonder what you mind if I talk to you a minute. You know, sometimes we have a tendencies, or should I say, we forget what a woman needs every now and then. That is, if you want to keep your thing together. Listen to me now. Do the things that keep a smile on her face. Say the things that make her feel better every day. And you got to stay. Yeah. 
best place in your in your mind in your soul and your humility today in 2012 you know having been through all you've been through you know as a person do you feel how do you feel i i I don't feel together yet you know because uh negative things come in my mind and uh it's hard for me to remember sometimes you know i mean the most embarrassing thing is i'll be getting ready to announce damon and can't remember his last name I mean, that's so embarrassing. I say, here's a guy us. I work with. Yeah. I would never belittle him like that. Yeah. You know, but I keep going. You know, and I say sometimes, and so the doctors say you have a, a, a signs of Alzheimer's. He says, it's not bad yet, but it's going to get worse and stuff like that. And I say, how can I not remember songs that I wrote? Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. Well, you seem yeah. very lucid to me um, yeah. at the moment. Well, the people make you like that. When the people are enjoying themselves, I feel that my job is done mm. and well accepted. I say, just like I'm giving them, I say, they're building me up. They make me understand why I've been Bobby Womack for such a long time. And a lot of people I know are not here, and I'm still here. Where, 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 where
Uh, I just want to uh, keep enjoying the success. You know, success is not about the money. It's just about that I'm being heard and recognized for what I do. You know, I think that's I think that's very important. It's being recognized what I do, even if it takes a Damon or Rigid to uh, point him in that direction and say, "Check this guy." Out. Are you going to make another record with uh, Richard and Damon? Are you working on a new project? Yeah, I, I, I would love to make another record. But, you know, it's like anything else. It, it, if I think if it took off and keep taking off and I keep getting awards, they might want to do me again. But I'm not going to corner them or put them in a corner, you know, because I've been doing me as long as I can remember. I just keep going. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you very much. Well, well. Pressure can build so high that there's no way to turn. And you're looking for a way to release yourself because you got energy to burn.